welcome to Wheelman of Genius. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Wheelman of Genius. It is episode 53. We're one week into the postseason, uh, or maybe two weeks, I don't know, however you want to uh, decipher that. But uh, Matt's not here tonight, but I'm here with Garage Guy Chase. Uh, super pumped to have him on. Uh, he's been killing it in the in the social media and uh, NASCAR kind of I don't know documentation game. He's been he's been in it for you know this year. I've been seeing him, he's popping up big. So uh, really happy to have you on and uh, happy to talk to you. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. I, I have to say uh, the documentarian we we go by reporter. Yeah, we're not, <laughs> not reporters. We're reporters. Like it's like you know capital R lowercase. Oh, I don't even know how to spell it anymore. Basically, however you would spell reporter as a meme. That's, I got you. I got you. But yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on, Bailey. Thanks so much. I, I, I'm digging. I'm digging uh, the the setup. I feel like I feel like it, you know we're like setup guys. We got good, yeah. good setups going on back here. And I know y'all are listening to this. You can't see it, so sucks to suck. But uh, we can. It looks good. Looks yeah, good. yeah. Uh, I was actually I just noticed that. Is that the is that the limited edition uh, p- p- poster of the Tim yeah. Richmond or no? Is this an NSFW <laughs> podcast? Yeah. You can call it what it is. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it's up to you. But, yeah, there's Tim Richmond and there's Neil Bonnet. And it's a picture from 1987. So that should tell you everything. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Yeah, right there. Yeah, that's an original, too. It's a funny story. I got that um, in Martinsville. There was a guy that had it on the hood of his truck. And I only paid $50 for it. So, um, and he was like, yeah, it's original. And I like opened it up and looked at it and I was like, oh, shit. sure. It's oh. the original. Use <laughs> my language. I don't know. Uh, am I, can I cuss? Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. And I also wanted to say that I love the name of your podcast. Cause like when you said that, all I could think of was wheel man of genius. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it actually started. It used to be real man of genius. But then I was like, Bud Light's going to come for me. So Bud switch Light. it up. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. No, you did perfect. I love the name of it because, like, it's such a beautiful play on words. I feel like it should get more respect. Uh, yeah, Ho- hopefully in the f- we'll see in the future. Uh, but, yeah, it's cool you got that from, like, I swear, those guys that just, like, post up outside the racetrack and they have, like, their tents or whatever. Like, you go to Talladega and you go across the street, there's so much good stuff over there for, like, no money, too. Gypsy tents, that's what we call them. They're the gypsy yeah. NASCAR gypsies, like literally, I, I'm usually never caught dead wearing something from like post 2003. So yeah. like that's where I get all the goods, and then everyone kind of caught on to that, and they're like, "Oh, so now it's all about the online resellers." So you have to go online to get all the good old shirts and stuff now. Yeah, some of those things are expensive though, dude. Like I follow some vintage accounts on Instagram, and like, yeah, this you know, rusty Wallace shirts, $150. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can go get that from a gypsy tent for like 25. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not the black magic one. The black magic is like my, one of my, uh, I guess most coveted items. It's, uh, it's yeah. a white Buffalo. They want like five fifty for that shirt now. Oh my God. That's crazy. That's crazy. That the vintage crazy. NASCAR shirt is like in that space now. <laughs> Yeah, I was so close to it. Like this one, this is the the Terry Texas Tornado. I paid like 120 for this one. So like yeah. I, I kind of have an addiction. Yeah. Like, no, I have a I have an old Dale one. I don't I don't know what it is. It just says the intimidator real big across the bottom. It's got like the signature in gold on the back. And it's like that, like all over print. And I found it at some 
thrift shop in San Marcos, Texas for like 15 bucks. But that was before it was like, like the vintage NASCAR game was kind of popping. Now it's crazy. Yeah. You have to go to like Facebook marketplace nowadays. Like usually those guys, they don't really know what, what things are worth. Like I picked up a Dale Earnhardt, like pristine, like varsity jacket for like $15. And it was almost a sin that it was sold for that. Yeah, it had no stains. It was immaculate. Could easily flip it probably for like two fifty. Yeah. So. No, it's crazy that, I mean, you see everybody like, it's like damn near fashion now. Like all like the professional sports players, like you see guys walking through the tunnel in the NBA and they got some vintage NASCAR shirt on. It's kind of cool. Love it. Yeah. We got to get Zion more NASCAR drip because we got a lot exactly. of guys in New Orleans that are wearing it that play for the Pelicans. So yeah. Pretty dope. Yeah. So you're a you're a Louisiana guy. I am. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Creole Creole Cajun yeah. boy. I'm really not Cajun at all. But yeah, I'm from uh I'm from a part of Louisiana that's like 45 minutes north of New Orleans. So okay. I'm basically like you know kind of like lumped into the Mississippi category, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. But like I still am not from Mississippi. I'm Louisiana through and through. Mm-hmm. I do spend a lot of time on the North Shore and, and uh, in in New Orleans itself, though. So love my city. I got you. It's it's the greatest. Have you ever been? You ever been down here? Yeah. No. Yeah. I used to. I used to race at in uh, Monroe. It's Monroe Raceway. Then it was Revolution Raceway Park for a little bit. Uh, like when I was like 12, 13 years old. Because I'm from Texas, so like that was one of the closer tracks for us. And then I've been down to New Orleans uh, once for my fraternity's formal. Uh, Got okay. my fake ID taken and had to buy it back. Just the full experience, dude. Good stories right there. Yeah. yeah. Monroe, Monroe is, is probably considered more of a South Arkansas to yeah. us that live down here in the, the toe of the boot. Right. But New Orleans counts. You're you're in a fraternity. You'll have to tell me. I don't know if you're one of those people that like cap, like loud cap that on the show or not, but you have to tell me which one. I was in one myself for a short period uh, of time. I was in a Del, Delta Delta. You were a DTD? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I got you. Yeah. Ryan Ellis. Ryan Ellis was a Kappa Sig. So me and him have had a couple of conversations. Yeah. No, we were actually, we were kind of tight with the Kappa Sigs on campus down there. So like yeah. some joint parties and stuff like that. So we're okay, guys. They, they were all right. You know? Yeah. It was short lived yeah. for me. We, uh, we ended up, well, I think we were a little too rowdy for, for our fraternity. They were just kind of like, y'all got to go. Yeah. So, I hear you. The other guys just kind of like formed our own house. So yeah, I got you. I got you. I feel like as you get older in fraternity, that just kind of happens. Like everybody kind of like, like I'm the over the house party deal. We'll pledge class and we'll go to the bars. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It, 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 it runs its course. That's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, man. No, we were, we were talking though a little bit earlier. Um, kind of before we, we jump started, I guess we're talking about how I feel like I, we should have spoke by now. Like I should have met you by now. Cause like, this is really our first time interacting because I've, you were one of the first guys that I was introduced to whenever we, well, whenever like garage guys kind of made that big step to go into, you know, NASCAR, uh, there was a, a meme account on Instagram called mayo is glue i don't think he still does anything anymore i'm not really sure i haven't seen a lot of his stuff but i started talking with him because his memes were hilarious and I, they were very like you know like deep think memes yeah like I don't, I don't like the general like meme that everyone laughs at like i like something that like people look at and they get confused and then yeah. i'm like ah 
Like you don't get it. I do. Um, but he was and apparently him and, and like he had like talked to you or he was like one of your big fans or something like that. So I ended up following you and a couple other guys. And uh have, have, I don't think I've ever stopped. I think I think I'm still on there, yeah. On the on the IG. Uh but the, the algorithms are so crazy nowadays. Like I don't see anybody anymore. And then plus the more you do this, the more you just get on there and you post stuff and you get off. So yeah. that's kind of like how it goes over time. Like you, you start to enjoy that the world a little bit more. But yeah, it's still exactly. Very important part of business. I'll say that. No, yeah, that's that's been one of the things I've had to learn, even like as a driver. Like before I was racing in NASCAR, like, dude, I didn't care about Instagram or like I didn't even have Twitter. Like I just kind of went through life. But uh now it's like it's like a business tool and like trying to get good at it. And like the algorithm now, it does suck. Like I'll post like some nothing post and it'll jump off. And then I'll post something that like I put like effort into and like really think out the caption and stuff. And it's like, Oh yeah, that one sucks. It just but. goes to show you how much weirder we are than probably everybody else. Cause I feel yeah. the same way. Cause I'm like, this is, Oh, this is going to be great. And it's like nobody. But then like I posted like a TikTok about a baby alligator swimming in a pond and it just exploded. I was just yeah. Like, it's uh, TikToks. Like I swear they, they try to find the ones you just have no effort in. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, this one's going to jump off. I recently had a decent one. I had one. I They were so kind of, I guess, getting into racing stuff. North, North Wilkesboro. It's going to be mm-hmm. an exciting time for the all-star race. Uh, one of my good friends, Buddy, that does bring in Winston back with me, He, uh, we do a lot of, like, sketch comedy and stuff, like SNL, mm-hmm. Chappelle type stuff. And yeah, he lives up in that area. And he told me about this guy named Louie. That's like this old man that doesn't wear shirts. He has a tie. And like, he told me this whole story about him, sent me videos and ended up making a TikTok, and it just it exploded. So shout out to Louie. Louie got famous. I'm, I'm happy for Louie because he's going to be, he should be the mascot of North Wilkesboro now. hundred percent. Yeah. They kind of, they need one. I, I, I still can't believe all the Wilkesboro stuff, honestly. Like I went, Whenever they first scanned it for iRacing, I'm pretty good buddies with Chris Busher, and, like, they asked all the cup guys to go or whatever, and Chris asked if I wanted to go. So, like, I went out there and weed-eated and just went through twine weeding on an asphalt racetrack for hours in the cold rain. But it's cool to see how far it's come. Like, it's it's kind of mind-boggling. Because when we, when we went there that day, that was, like, the first step of anything. And it looked like – no, I mean, like, no one had been there in 20 years, which it had, but – it's crazy to see where it is now. Yeah. It's, and you know, like me growing up, I didn't remember a whole lot about it, but I mean, when you see it and then you see like, you know, how they had the Winston cup. Cause like, mm-hmm. I am just a sucker for that logo. Like yeah. if NASCAR would just do NASCAR cup series like that. I would be a happy boy, you know? Yeah. Like there's just nothing like it. And so the colors, everything was great. So seeing that there, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they, redesign that or if they do redesign that what they're going to do i feel like that's the only way you can do it right you have to do yeah. like spark up series and kind of replace it that way um but uh you know are by some you know miracle of god cigarette companies can yeah <laughs> yeah but uh but yeah it's such an amazing track because i remember like the i racing series when during covid when they were like running it or whatever and i was just like jesus like that place is insane and they had the old cars and i remember like it was just this craze online people were like redesigned what was it the 87s yeah, i want to yeah. say 
they were re- they were just making all these renders and stuff. I think we even made one as well. It was like a Dale Earnhardt car, but it said Garage Guys. It had like the mm-hmm. GM box. Yeah. I uh, are are you are you trying to do anything to get out there to run that? Like, are you? I mean, you do some stuff out there. I mean, I'd like to. I mean, Xfinity is not racing there, which sucks. I feel like an Xfinity car put on a great show out there, like they do everywhere else. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe if I can finesse a truck ride or something and try to get out there. I mean, I'd definitely like to, I mean, that day we went out there and we, we were weed eating. Uh, I rode around in Chris's truck and it like I racing video, like nothing does justice of how uphill downhill it is. Like it is, it feels like you're going into like a loop de loop when you're going down and turn once. It's so downhill. It's crazy. Yeah, that's that's nuts. So like, see, that's not something the public would really know, I guess, unless they were yeah. like felt that. Like that's yeah. that's what's insane. So yeah, you're speaking about Chris Bush, the Mighty Bush. That's what we yes. call him. Remember that show from uh, Adult Swim? Old Greg. I'm old. No. no. How old are you? Twenty six. Yeah, twenty six. I just turned twenty six. We got a four-year age gap. I'm 30. So, yeah, that was like this big meme. It was old Greg. It was from a show called The Mighty Boosh. You have to look uh, that up. Always yeah, call, I am. Yeah, yeah. I always call Chris Busher The Mighty Boosh. I feel like the whole Christopher Busher thing was just still kind of lame. Like, he needs like a – he needs a real good nickname. I mean, the man won Bristol this year, you know? Yeah, What's he that? did. I was so pumped when he did that. Dude, I, I mean, I, I wasn't – I didn't bet on him. Um, yeah, it was, it was rough, man. Like we, I had Elliot. Obviously, that was a Hooters race, so we were there with. Yeah. Like he was so close, but then I, I just realized, like, there is nothing stopping Chris right now. Like, and he, no. dude, he, and for him to get it was was amazing. I just thought it was hilarious how like Brad. I mean, I know it was like Brad's first owner win or whatever, but like mm-hmm. you know, like when when. Uh, I guess when Bubba got a win, like, I don't think Denny was sitting like right there, like holding a trophy with him and stuff like mm-hmm. Brad's like, I got a, I got a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah. He was loving it, man. I thought it was great though. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that that's amazing. I, I think it's cool there. And another Xfinity race that I think that you guys should run is the dirt race. Oh yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. I went like, it's the, the schedule came out the weekend or the week before Bristol. And I walked right up to Wayne Auten. He's like the director of the Xfinity series. I'm like, dude, what are we doing? Like, I was like, you know, as well as I know, that it would be probably the best race of the weekend. But we're not going. He's like, yeah, the owners don't want to go. And it was funny because Johnny Davis was sitting right there next to him. I'm like, Johnny, what are we doing? We'll go pull out one of those steel body cars from the back. And we'll go run the dirt race. Like, we don't have to bring our nicest stuff. We'll just go bring some beater from the back and uh, go have a good time at least. Yeah, sideways, man. Drift dogs. Yeah, that's yeah. That's what it's nah, all about, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, and especially the way they did the track this previous year, like you'd actually like be throwing an Xfinity car around there. I've been all for it. I like I'll run like I try to run dirt races on iRacing with the Xfinity car all the time and try to make setups for them and stuff. And like it's kind of hilarious. I have one for Port Royal and I swear it, it looks like a dirt late model going around there. I have like no sway bar in it. Got a bunch of weird stuff going on in the back, but she rolls around Port Royal. It's funny. That's what y'all need to do, man. Y'all just need to like, y'all need to form, like get the whole experience, just form this coalition and just show up there with cars and just say, what are you going to do? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It might get in trouble, but I mean, whatever. Probably would get in trouble trouble a little bit. Yeah. No, I, uh, I think that the main thing with it is like, like from just me thinking like I I'm literally like where I'm at right now, I'm inside of a late model dirt, uh, shop. 
my buddy races down here in Louisiana. So like, I think that there's just so many guys that would probably like be looking into like getting a seat and like, it would open the floodgates for guys that yeah. race the model there too. That were like, you know, if they had enough money to get in there in Xfinity, like, yeah, I, I feel like it would just be a good opportunity for a lot of people, man. No. Yeah. I think that it, the Xfinity car would race most like a dirt car out of all of them, but no, I agree. It'd be cool to see. I mean, it's just like the trucks and cup. I mean, I guess, well, not really this year in cup, but like that first year in cup, like you had like Chris Wyndham and a bunch of those guys getting in cup cars, which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Bloomquist, I mean, I, didn't he run this year, this past year? Bloomquist was like the only one, huh? And there. no, I don't think so. No, I remember Bloomquist ran that first truck race at Eldora, but I don't think he's really run anything since then. Okay, well, maybe not. I don't know. There was some, there was a couple of like either one or two dirt guys that were running like the cup race, like the big name guys. Yeah. Yeah, so, probably. I mean, some of those cars that are like down towards the bottom of the sheet are usually open for guys like that to, to jump into. They can usually get some sponsorship money together, especially to go run a cup race. I mean, all their dirt late model partners and stuff would probably be happy to jump on a cup car and be nationally televised and all that. Absolutely. Big flow, like eight flow racing cars. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I wish we had more of them, dude. I wish we'd race. Like if there was tracks with the grandstands to do it, I don't see why not run them like three, four times a year. <laughs> Take yeah. a couple of road course races off and go run some dirt races. Yeah, exactly. Like that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I was looking like everybody made a big deal about Texas, right? Like mm -hmm. what if you just went next door and ran the Texas dirt course? What if you, what if yeah. you ran a real dirt track? How would that work? They have huge stands, dude. Their stands are Yeah. Big. No, that's true. I, I went to the sprint car race there, I guess, a couple of years ago. And, like, they have, like, it's a really nice dirt track. And I grew up racing at TMS, like, at the fifth mile right across the street. And uh, I don't know. I never really went over there. But I went over there. Like, damn, this is, like, a nice-ass dirt track. Like, really nice. Like, why don't we do – I mean, run the trucks or Xfinity there or something, like, That'd be sick. Yeah, they don't get it. They don't get enough of that. Like Charlotte's got a good one. I feel like Charlotte would Charlotte's be good. really good. Like it's so wide. Yeah. That's one of the places I run like I racing races with an Xfinity car at. It's so much fun. We got to help them figure it out. We got to write them a letter. We got we got to leave them a, a a note in the uh what is it the the request box. The request box. Yeah, I don't. Like, I mean, road courses are cool and all, but dirt races are a whole lot cooler. Yeah, yeah, I will say the road coursing, the road course racing has been pretty refreshing. Like, I mean, I know me personally uh, coming up as a NASCAR fan, I was huge in the ovals, obviously. And then I've fallen in love with IndyCar as well. So I yeah. love IndyCar racing. And then because like, you know, we bet on races, like betting is like our main jam, right? Like betting mm -hmm. and DFS. NASCAR season's over. I've been betting on F1. I hit like my first F1 bet max. Uh, it was the field versus Max Verstappen. I'm like, mm -hmm. it was like plus odds. I mean, you can't, you can't win them all. Max isn't going to win yeah. them all. He looked terrible this past week in Brazil. So I was like, this is the one. Yeah. And so I, I've really like opened up my vision, I guess, to the world around. Mm -hmm. but seeing an open wheel car on a, on an asphalt track, like an oval, like it just, that that's Star Wars pod racing, bro. Like that's what yeah. that, no, like I, Iowa Gateway, like those short tracks too. Like it's so sick to watch them there. And like I, I was just pumped watching like Jimmy run good at the ovals and stuff too this year. But yeah, it was great, man. Iowa was a yeah. fantastic race. I wish trucks would go back there. I trucks Xfinity Cup. We should all go back. I, or trucks or Cup should go. Xfinity should definitely. I I remember the the night Xfinity race at Iowa was like 
highlight of the year for me, like watching those. And we don't I mean they cut the night race and then cut it all together, which sucks. But I mean, some of the road course stuff I actually am looking forward to next year. Like a bunch of people are like saying it won't work, but like the street race in Chicago, I was happy to see Xfinity go in there. Cause I mean, no one else has ever done it. Like I'm trying to be like, even if it sucks, I'm trying to be like one of the ones that went and did it. How's your, are you been, you've been getting a lot of sim time in? No, no. I mean, I work in the shop quite a bit. Uh, so I come home, I'll do this on like Wednesday or Tuesday or whatever, but kind of just tired. want to go to bed, been at the shop all day, you know? Uh, I have, I was thinking about that though. Like maybe run some laps to Xfinity car Chicago, but I don't go know if it's going to be as narrow. Huh? Maybe, maybe not. I said, go win that thing. Do you go get an IRA? Like, like, dude, just prepare for that race for the whole year. Just the, the whole, just have that one circle on the calendar. But yeah, no, that'd be sick, dude. Like, especially the first one. And there's supposed to be concerts and stuff there too, which I'm kind of pumped about. Like the Lollapalooza promoter or whatever is doing it. So be like a sweet ass music festival and News race to me. at the same time. Really? Yeah. I, I saw that like, I don't know, on Twitter, somebody. I hate I Twitter's weird how news is on there, but I love Twitter. I, I will say that. I don't know. I don't know if you hate it or not. I just Twitter is like my my place. That's like my baby. That's like the one social media place that I can live on. No, I, I love and hate Twitter. Like I hate seeing like just awful takes that people will put their life on. Like they're just so sure of it and they're so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> A favorite part, <laughs> roast, dude. I, I'm kind of a troll. I'm I'm kind of a big troll. So like, I I love just like trolling on people with these takes. I'm like, that's right. You tell them. <laughs> oh man, you're just fueling their fire, dude. Yeah, like he said, I was right. Right. It's like literally, I have a segment called the report. So it's like meme letters. So it's like that's what makes it even better. Yeah, that's probably no, yeah. my traditional media. And that's yeah, like that part kind of gets under my skin, but then like just some of the goofy stuff that's said on there, I'm like, this is you can't find this anywhere else. This is great. It's a it's a beautiful scene, dude. That's for sure. But yeah, I, I think NASCAR is doing a lot of great stuff, man. Like the direction that they're going, and they they know that like a national, like they they got to get outside of the United States. Like they yeah. have the market. Like you look at what F1 is doing right now. As far like I I got a, a curious wild hair the other day, and I'm like. I, I was in business before I got in into this con the content world and I was an insurance agent. I did marketing, um, did worked in finance. And so I was just like, I want to look at consumer data for formula one. Like I want to see what kind of market research, like, dude, there are people that are charging like $800 for data reports on companies that are looking mm -hmm. to get. That. And I mean, they do that for everything, but like just the amount of data collection that F1 does is absurd. And so it's like, in today's time, people just don't even realize that, like, by going to a website or by going to something, they're just like, Blip, and they just kind of give it yeah. there. So it's like, of course, they're going to have a great product. They know exactly what to do and how to yeah. sell it. So I, I do like NASCAR being a little bit more traditional sense. And, and I do feel like in a data ran world, like it's good to take risks. Like it's good to be riskier because risks is what made things great back in the day as far as like when the winston cup era when nascar was at the top it's like they weren't afraid to be kind of risky they weren't afraid to like go outside and tear the lines and now everybody's a lot more uniform so i think with them doing this like they're doing le mans 
And like they're saying that Jeff Gordon's potentially going to be running that, which would be insane because the yeah. Jimmy Johnson thing now with Patty, I don't really know how that's going to work. But I was reading about that car today. And so like them doing that, that's going to be during Sonoma next year. That's still a giant name in motorsports. That's going to be running this car, the cop car, uh, you know, in one of the most prestigious races in the world. So I think that they're they're making the right steps. It's, it's like it, we're, we're we're leading up to getting back to go to Suzuka, and when we go back to Suzuka, I'm a happy guy. Like yeah. I, I love the Suzuka GP races back in the Gap. Oh so. yeah, no yeah definitely. I mean I'm all for the the international stuff. Like people like talk about oh international yeah we'll go to Canada. Or I'm like no like let's go to like let's go oh, like we're going across the sea. We have to like it's so I want to see Cup cars that bathurst i want to see that happen i want to see them going up the mountain but uh it's just hard i mean and i think the reason like they don't get to make like those like crazy risk and like those crazy decisions is because of like back then they ruled with an iron fist like nascar's word was law and there was no arguing it now it's kind of like a both sides teams like media people tv and it's all like kind of pulling at the same thing. But like back then, NASCAR was like, this is what we're doing. I don't care what you got to say about it. Like, yeah, artificial intelligence is what the problem is. It's getting too smart. It's telling probably. People. Yeah, we got to get we got to do something about that AI. We got to call Elon, tell him to stop it or something, you know, or whoever else is doing it. Google. Google. Yeah, they're all, all doing it. They're all doing it. Your people got to tell them to quit. Um, but yeah, I saw they're doing like an ice race. In like a Euro series, which is yeah. nuts, but that's amazing. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, and then I think another thing too, like another aspect of it, like we need to we need to do what we did in LA. Like, I would love to see what we did in LA, like at Wembley Stadium, because now we yeah. know it's possible, right? Like, you can make ovals mm-hmm. in these stadiums. So, like, taking oval racing over there because there's not a lot of oval racing in, in Europe and Asia and Russia, you go over there and make oval racing. Like maybe you'll develop more of a fan base. They're just, they're so used to road. It's just like, yeah. road's all they know. no, yeah, definitely. I mean, that was, as soon as that race happened, I was like, I was Googling stadiums, me like biggest stadiums, even in America, because then you can, it's not only over there, but like big markets. Like I was like, okay, Yankee stadium in New York city, let's make a Pocono in there like a mini pocono in there like that'd be sick <laughs> yeah that would be that, that the trickiest triangle of them all yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> but i mean i didn't even think about the overseas stuff for stadium races but i mean some of those big soccer stadiums they're huge dude and like you could easily build something beijing over in china where they did the olympics huge. yeah the bird's nest yeah I mean, I'm telling you, it's the possibilities are endless and, and I love what they're doing on that aspect. So I do, I do know and and love the the current team that NASCAR has in place that are over there doing that. They're great people, man. And they, they have good minds in there. It's just dealing with the fan base sometimes can be a little, you know, and people got to chill out. And I try to do a really good job of telling people, you know, I can only reach the, the people that, you know, follow us and follow what we do at garage guys. But it's like, get, have some patience. Like Rome wasn't built in a day, like chill out. Like nothing's going to be the same as it was. And even if it was, it's still going to be something wrong with it. And you're not going to be yeah. happy. Like just because you're still going to watch the race at the end of the day. And that's, I think that's yeah. what I'm like. You're still going to watch it. So I complain like you, you love it. It's like with the uh, football, you know, the saints, I love the saints. Drew Brees retired. That sucks. You know, Sean Payton left. That sucks. I'm still a Saints fan. 
because of that logo on the helmet and that team in the city. So it's the same concept. You just kind of got to roll with it and, you know, see what comes with it. No. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. And I just saw like, I think like an hour ago, they announced something with uh, some NASCAR Brazil series. And I think they're going to like maybe try to do some not like cup series stuff with that, like at those tracks they race at, which is crazy. I mean, I love watching all those series. There's this track in the Mexico series, El Dorado Speedway. And I'll just turn on YouTube videos of that and just, I mean, it's Spanish, so I don't know what they're saying, but it's awesome. It's like a Richmond shaped Bristol. It's an amazing racetrack. And I'll just watch those races. There's so many cool places like that. There's some place in Denmark or something that I saw it's a oval, but it's awesome. It's a huge stadium. It's crazy. Dude, that's insane. Yeah. You said El Dorado. I'm thinking like, you know, the lost treasures. Like this is like a golden racetrack, like, you know, like the old movie, whatever the lost yeah. Dorado. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we need. We need gold plated racetracks in Mexico, like Aztec structures, you know, just get real, yeah. real hopped up with it. You know? I mean, the walls were yellow and it's a concrete track. So it's pretty, it pops, for, no doubt. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm going to have to look at this now for sure. Like, I'm, I'm definitely going to be talking about this on BWB this week for sure now. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Love it. But, no, yeah, I, I like the whole progressive stuff that they've been doing is really cool. But it's like you said, you can't please everybody. Like, there's always going to be someone bitching, and what are you going to do? If you were there in 2002, you'd bitch about something then. Like, there's nothing you can change. The only thing that 2000, like those – it really goes back to like the gen four car is just people wrecked more, I think, because it was so easy to crash somebody It like with that shovel nose, you could crash someone on accident so easily. And that's the biggest thing. And then the sound, the sound of those cars back in the day was, I mean, therapeutic, even so good. I've been wanting to build pipes in the shop just to make my car sound like that. I don't care if we lose five horsepower. I want my car to sound like that. Yeah, the next gen's loud, dude. Like it, it's it's got some some umph to it. Like I, I was like after being at NASCAR tracks for so long, I'm sure you've probably got ear molds. I don't. Um, I'm probably deaf by now. Um, so after like you know ten races, I was just like, oh, it's not so bad. I went to like an Indy car race, and I was just like, oh, oh. Oh yeah, it was like oh, it's coming, dude. That was like that was it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I understand that the noise level now, but yeah, who cares? Who cares if you lose five horsepower? It's all about it's it's about the show, right? It's just yeah. the people got used to the wrecks, and it's like, well, just you know, they should start televising demolition derbies. And exactly, uh, that's okay. it's like Tony Stewart said it best in the interview. Like, if we don't wreck half the field by the time the race is over, we should just restart. That is the best interview ever, man. Like I, I love Tony Stewart so much and, and I've come to love him even more as I've gotten older. Like my dad would not let me be a Tony Stewart fan when I was a kid. Cause like he was a Chevy guy. So it was like, you know, we don't root for Pontiac. We don't root for Ford. We, we damn sure don't root for Ford. Um, you know, so it was Pontiac Ford Chevy and I think Dodge had just started around that time. So, you know, it was like, I would always be at like Talladega. That was the only race we went to. And so like up until I was like eight years old, I thought that like Talladega was NASCAR. thought it was just one race a year. I was like NASCAR. It came, it went, it's NASCAR. Um, but I'll never forget, man, just like him and and the older i got the more i started watching the interviews hearing his attitude the way he talked, i was just like that's my dude 
right there. Love that guy. I've seen him a couple of times in person. Like, you know, I can talk to anybody, you know, any current driver, any whatever. Like, I have no issue like going up. Hey, what's up? How you doing? I see Tony Stewart. I'm just like, it's Tony. It's Tony. I should have said hey to him. It's like I'd be one of those people. Like I was just waiting for him to insult me. Like that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel you. No, I mean, I I feel like that's what NASCAR needs more than anything is people like that. Like I remember Tony Stewart and honestly Dale Earnhardt Jr. interview is so good. I'll never forget Dale Jr. had this uh Mountain Dew, like high voltage, some orange drink, and he's talking about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I can't wait to go home and make a screwdriver out of this stuff. It's great." And I'm like, "No one else out here is saying that. Like, no one else is just speaking their mind like that." Yeah, and I mean, him and Tony Stewart. Yeah, Tony. Tony's commercials were good too, man. Like the uh, the Home Depot commercial that was a video game commercial he had. Um, Dude, there were so many, so many good old commercials. We were watching those. I'm thinking about doing like a stream, just like going through all the old <laughs> commercials. And I've been playing NASCAR Thunder 2002. Literally have a PlayStation here, PlayStation 2. There you go. I made a driver named Kip Richards. Made a whole story for this guy. Like interviewed myself dressed as this dude. Like, <laughs> I, I want, I want to do like a, a drama series, kind of like. Um, are you familiar with Andy Samberg, uh, Seven Days in Hell, or Tour de Pharmacy on HBO? No. Oh, dude, go change your life, man. <laughs> After we do this, like, check those out. Like, I am such a huge sports comedy fan. I think that the majority of my love for sports comes from just, like, entertainment, like, from comedy movies, things like that. Um, like, Happy Gilmore, obviously, is one. So anything where you tie in, like, the entertainment factor with sports, where it's not actually sports, but it's like dr- dramatized or whatever. It's just the greatest thing ever for me. And I was just like, man, like, like obviously Talladega nights was that for racing. Mm-hmm. We just need like a new, like documentary, like a mockumentary of just random driver. That was just like the ultimate asshole driver that everyone hated and he didn't care. And then like he got kicked out of NASCAR and then his wife, like this dude was from like, I made up this whole backstory. Dude's from like Alaska. He started racing as a young child, racing snow dogs in the snow. Like that's, that was his racing background. He just mush, mush. Yeah. He had had no actual car experience. Like it was just, it was wild, dude. I'll have to send you something, but yeah, check out Andy Sandberg, uh, like hot rod. uh, Oh, hot rod. Yeah. But you know, yeah. So it's it's basically the same people that made Hot Rod made these documentaries. They're like okay. fake documentaries. Like John Cena's in one. They they're riding like it's like the tour de the tour de France, but it's called Tour de Pharmacy. So it's just like this whole doc. They have like so many good actors in it. They're just all just making up these random stories about this one event that never happened, but they make it seem like it did happen. <laughs> so it's fun. yeah. No, I was thinking whenever you said the 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 video game documentary, I don't know if you like on Barstool they have that that Coach Doug series. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about something like that. Dale Dale is like a he's really big into the Barstool, and I I was you know I definitely was in Barstool early on, like in the 2016 2017. Mm-hmm. Once we started getting like heavy in this, like I, I kind of fell in, I, I kind of fell out of it. And Dale has too now. I mean, obviously we've been really busy with this, but we were both kind of in that. But he he's a little bit younger than me. I think Dale is uh, about a year younger than you. So 
he was telling me about this coach Doug's thing. I had no clue about it, like what had happened. And then I'm, I saw Paul Swan was at the Toledo or some kind of Mac game it was Toledo versus Bowling Green. And uh, he was with like Dave and big cat. And I saw big cat got like this key to the city for like winning a championship with Toledo with coach Doug. <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, Holy crap. Like this dude made this fake coach and went on and did it like that. That's the kind of stuff I love. Yeah. So, so much i feel like i relate to those guys so much like they're they're the way their brains work like i feel like mine works that way a lot yeah no i i kind of wish talk about the content stuff i wish i could just like think of stuff like that because i watch different things with them and they're just like how can i make this a video or how can i make this content how can i make this entertain people i'm like dude i don't even i'm not wired like that all i think about is like how can I make my race car go faster or something like that? Yeah, like that's 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 what that's what the way you're wired. Like me, I'm like this weird dude over in the corner, like ate mushrooms one time, you know, a long time mm-hmm. ago. And then now I'm like, all right, any little weird thought or whatever, I'm going to think about how I can like push it up in a ball and like turn it into something crazy. So I have, yeah. but I've always just been one of those like wild, eccentric thinking people. So it worked. I got out. you. Hell yeah. No, I mean, I, the, I wish I could do that, but I literally I'll sit and think about race car parts and stuff. I I'm honestly, I think I'm like a, the weirdest dude. Cause I, I think about that more than anything. My, my best ideas come to me when I'm in the shower and I'll draw it out in the steam on the wall in there and like, well, that'll, that'll work. I could do that. And then I'll go to the shop the next day and build it. <laughs> Love it. Bailey Curry science guy. All right. <laughs> that, see, that's a show right there. That's something I would do. Just like you just go in, you go in a bathing suit and a snorkel and you're just drawing yeah. prints on the shower. That's how like, it goes, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's great, dude. That's epic, man. And you, yeah, you've been doing great too, man. Like I've been keeping up with uh, the cars look sexy, by the way. The number four, the Alka-Seltzer car. Ooh, it's a beauty. It looked pretty. Yeah. No, I like when we can, when we can make schemes that, that, you know, really go with the white wheels. Cause that's, that's what we, we have white wheels. We don't have black wheels. If you see black wheels on our car, there's someone else's and we bought tires from somebody, but whenever we can have white wheels and the car looks good, I'm like, damn, that's, that's right. Right there. We have, cause whenever, uh, they went to the next gen car, Penske sold like all their wheels. So we have white, red, and yellow. That's, the that's all we got. Yeah. That's all we got. And we just run white all the time. Dude, that's the way to do it, man. Like, I love painted rims. Like, I feel like you get this uniform look. Like, I get, like, it's it's tough to do that with the next gen. But, like, could you imagine, like, Logano's car with those red rims on the next gen? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, it'd be so good looking. Now, yeah, all the renderings, all the renderings that have, like, the painted wheels on them, and even the 2311 cars with the black ones look so good. And I just think it's the way that wheel is, like, when you actually, like, paint them and they like look all finished and stuff and even penske with the chrome ones like how their indycar wheels are they did it to their cup wheels looks so good yeah they penske was on fire this year man like for what they did like you know just having the i mean indycar and nascar like i don't remember if there was ever a time that that's happened it's been a long time if it has or maybe i don't think it has ever though i don't think ever yeah i mean i don't know who else would have done it i mean chip ganassi but i don't think I mean, Chip Ganassi's never won a cup championship, I don't think, unless they did, like, way back with, like, Sterling Marlin or something. But No, Sterling yeah. never got there. I, that, that was my Kip Richard studies, 2000. Oh. <laughs> I learned real quick. Yeah, I, instead of instead of him wrecking at Richmond and ruining his chances, it was Kip Richards that wrecked him, and that's oh. why. Okay. 
had to twist that whole timeline around a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's incredible what Roger and them have been able to do, man. Um, and he's, you would think that like for him and his age, that like he would just be one of those guys that were just like, you know, oh, he's just kind of like an old head or that, that dude, that dude's wheels are turning, dude. He is from what I've heard from people. Like I've never met him personally from what I've heard from other people though. Like that dude is sharp. Like he is on it. Like he's, he's out there, like looking at the, at the asphalt, making sure that like, there's no like rocks in it and stuff. You know, he's like, he's, he's really paying attention, dude. He's in there deep. So, yeah. No, I feel like he, dude, I mean, for the success, he kind of have to be like that. And I'll be honest, I wasn't expecting Lugano to win the championship, but dude, he put it on him in Phoenix. It was bad. How Like he was dominant the whole day. I mean, he got like bad traction at one point, but when he was out front, like no one was touching him. It was crazy. Short, short flat track God. That's what we call yeah. him. Like we had one of our guys in the Discord. He would say, uh, the 22 and 22. He'd said it all year. I'm like, yeah, right. That's too good to be true. It doesn't make sense. And then it happened. And I was just like, holy crap. Like we should have known. Cause like uh, we opened up the year big, we had the bet on Logano at the clash. And I'm like, he won the first race of the year. He won the last race of the year. Dude came in next gen. Joe is an acceptable name for him now. Like that's his nickname, like all the way. Like there is nothing that you can do to take that away from that man. I just wish he would have had a little more swag courtside uh, at the game, celebrating his championship, man, just went there, just some, some, some like black dress pants and a button down. He didn't have no, like, no, if he, he could have just put on a pair of J's or something, like, yeah. he just, I don't know, just too corny, man. <laughs> Figure it out. Like, I know that he's not really like that in real life. I've heard Joey have a conversation, like, you know, in passing, and I've spoken with him a few times. Like, I don't know. He's just, he's got to be a little more out there with it. I actually have, this uh we have an alter ego we created for joey this is a garage guys nft that's uh that's joseph L, <laughs> by the way that's so, nice right there yeah we're hoping one day we can find like a dr jekyll mr hyde potion and like joey will just turn into joseph l forever it's yeah like, no i've been one i don't know the, the way with like sponsors and stuff obviously it's kind of hard to like really get a fit off but i'm really trying to see someone on a what league fits is the Instagram page where they just like show like NFL guys or like NBA guys walk through the tunnel or NFL guys get off the plane. I'm like, damn, we got to get, I don't know. William Byron walk to the garage. <laughs> yeah, no, Willie B looks like a dad, but he's not a dad. Like he's a golf <laughs> dad, doesn't have kids. Like that's how he drives. Dude, that dude is yeah. going to have a Patagonia sponsorship before we know it, dude. I promise. <laughs> like, I feel like you're, you're from Texas, obviously. So mm-hmm. like, and it's the same with Chris Busher. I don't see why y'all ain't repping Carhartt, bro. Like Carhartt's the way. I got Carhartt on right now, but yeah, at the racetrack. Oh. I mean, because you gotta, you gotta, I don't know, rep the spine. It is hard. Like it's like I said with sponsors and stuff. You just like get like a generic polo, slap a logo on there, mm-hmm. walk around. But no, nah, yeah, I, I definitely we need to we need to get into that space. It'll, that'll put some respect on the drivers' names. I feel like as far as at, like athletes and stuff like that. There's so many good like clothing companies like out of Texas. Like, I mean, you could find you a good flannel company for one, but with Carhartt, I just feel like you could really go heavy with Carhartt. Dude. You could get them to make a fire suit, a Carhartt fire suit, dude. Like you've you've worn a Carhartt jacket before. You feel how thick mm-hmm. those things are. They can yeah. make a fire suit. Like, and like you just roll out with a Carhartt fire suit on. Just like Yeah, then you- 
Yeah. You'll have some guy on Twitter being like, this guy can't even read a tape measure and he's wearing Carhartt or something ridiculous like that. But <laughs> I, I will I will personally bring you a tape measure, dude. I will like, grab <laughs> I'll grab the dummy end of it. I'll pull it. Like I'll just sit there and just be like, Yeah, read a tape measure, dude. I'm holding yeah. the dummy. I don't know. What yeah, that, that that would be good. Yeah. Damn. I didn't think about that, but we got marketing strategies. My brain is rolling. I love, yeah. I love I'm ready. I'm, I'm going to call Carhartt for you now and be like, listen, Hell yeah. here's this idea. We have to make it happen. I'll put on a tie. I might not put on a shirt, but I'll put on a tie. Hey, that's all you got to do. Carhartt tie. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Bow tie. Carhartt. Yeah. Bro. Damn, we're really rolling now. Well, we got some good <laughs> stuff. Yeah. It's not hard to get me on a rant, bro. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I feel man. you. But yeah, nah, the the whole swag thing and, and NASCAR drivers just isn't there. There's some guys who might like Denny rocks some like wild shoes sometimes, or even like Ty Gibbs rocks some wild shoes, but as far as we're going, other than that, it's monster t-shirt or something like that, monster polo. Yeah, Denny Hamlin's a swag daddy. That's what I call him. He is, he is. Mark Martin is too, man. Like Mark Martin, like I have this theory, like uh, what I tell people all the time is like, if you're a NASCAR swag daddy, like you might not win a championship, but you win championships in life just because of just like, I mean, that you got Mark Martin has probably owns probably every Gucci mixtape ever yeah. made. That man loves Gucci main, dude. And like, I, I never knew that until this year. Like I'm a giant rap fan. Like I don't really listen. I don't listen yeah, to the same. So like people like freak out because they they'll see me with the mustache and like you know the way I dress they're like oh yes yeah, yeah there he is yeah. I'm like I'm not that guy like I was raised in New Orleans like like low key ghetto like I'm you know like that's me like that's where I'm from that's that's what I do so it was uh you know it, it was a different scene I just I grew up around this and like I like this style I just I just dig it so with Denny and Mark like I just, that's why I'm like don't feel bad if you got a championship like you're a champion of life you're swag daddy you just do your thing i love yeah. that one picture with denny where he's got like the jays on in the suit you could tell he's has not had any sleep just sitting in some <laughs> random room just posting that yeah. drink yeah hell yeah that's the way to do it i i was wondering you're from louisiana i was wondering if you were if you were a boozy guy or so you're on the the boozy and kevin gates so i am actually more of a, a Lil wayne fan um, okay Lil Wayne guy, like I'll listen to Boosie on occasion. I usually just like kind of like make fun of Boosie music all the time. I do love Boosie, don't get me wrong, but like I'm just always like that guy. I'll just always just go around just like memeing him because he made he made a Christmas album and I'll never forget it. Like, like to this day, like me and a couple of my buddies, like during Christmas time, we will just play it. One of the main songs is called instead of like, you know how they have like how the Grinch stole Christmas, mm-hmm. the bitch who stole Christmas, but it's <laughs> the bitch who stole Christmas. It's just like that the whole song, dude. And like, I die every time I hear it. And I'm just like, Boosie, bro. And Cause like Boosie's one of those guys, like Kevin Gates is like, seriously one of the most inspirational dudes i think i've ever met like he's one of the guys that came straight from the street he didn't have a lot of knowledge he had a lot of street smart and he took the time to like get heavy into meditation he got heavy into like wu-wei different things like that a lot of eastern medicine stuff and then he really just elevated his thinking to another level and i have so much respect for that and um and he is so open-minded with his perception and how he sees things and like that's kind of something i went through as well and i got really heavy into that 
And it's helped me a ton in life. And like, you can just see the progression that he's made. So there's like one or two or three Kevin Gates songs that I like, but for me, it really is like, I'm, I'm big on, uh, on Wayne, dude. I, I could probably recite so many Wayne songs. I can't even imagine. And plus he's not a Packers fan anymore. He denounced them. So oh. I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy that he's come to his senses, but I, yeah, Lil Wayne's just, he's the goat dude. Like he is the, the greatest rapper alive in my opinion. Like Lil baby is probably the newer one. That's really kind of starting to scratch the surface. And I never really was into, I, th- I thought it was hilarious. that dude's name was Lil baby and I learned more about him. So the Atlanta rap scene really took over, but Louisiana, man, like, I mean, we got greats, dude. We got juvenile big timers. I mean, just like, um, Cash Money Records, dude, just Manny Fresh, like all, all those guys, like all that early 2000s rap, like I'm still really big in all that stuff. So that was the time when we were king in the in the rap game. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Lil Wayne. Like his lyrics and stuff are crazy. Have you ever heard of, uh, and I think he's from Louisiana, uh, the last Mr. Big or Mr. Big. You ever yeah, heard of him? Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love him, dude. I feel like the song, I feel like there's a song I, I need to know by him um, because th- there were so many guys that were coming out of the woodworks uh, at the time whenever I was a kid. And like my dad was one of those people that would like whip my ass if he caught me listening to rap music. So like I come from like a very just like, you know, progressive white family. That was just kind of like, we don't need our children listening to these lyrics. Like back when Eminem was like, you know, taking over the airwaves, like, and that was another one, dude. If my dad called me listening to Eminem, I was grounded for a month, dude. Like I had to hide Napster on the computer. Like it was rough. And I just, that's another thing that tells my age. But uh, yeah, Mr. Big Band. I'm I'm looking this up right now. This is not probably Mr. Big that I'm looking for. Trial time was a big one. Long hair. Uh, what was the oh, other dude. one? Yeah, I got flip. long hair. I got a yeah. Phone. <laughs> play over phone. Yeah, dude. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Hell yeah. But no, I definitely know what you're saying about like. I remember I was probably second grade or something, and I this is like back when you bought music on iTunes, and I bought some Three Six Mafia song. My mom was like. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably say hi, dude. It's like, probably something crazy. Yeah, dude. Three Six Mafia is probably my favorite, dude. Like Juicy J, Eight Ball, MJG, dude. They they took over me. Like when I was in like sixth grade, like that whole Memphis rap. Memphis sound, is like, crazy. Dude, I love yeah. Memphis. To this day, like R.I.P. Young Dolph, dude. Like, yeah, I, that guy, that guy right there. Like, I I tell people all the time, like I'm upset because like my favorite rappers have already died. And so like Mac Miller was one that I just immediately connected with for a mm-hmm. long time. Like I still listen to his music daily. So like Mac, and then we had Young Dolph. He's passed now. I loved his music too. Still listen to his stuff daily. So like I'm big on Key Glock now. I love Key Glock. Um, and then they also had just like the, the whole scene, the, the, the trap, it's, it's kind of like this lo-fi dark trap and, uh, one group from new Orleans, I ended up meeting one of the guys and like him and I were kind of, we were on talking terms for a while, like uh, during 2020 and we kind of fell out now because like, you know, he went back on tour and, you know, after COVID things pick back up and people kind of lose touch, but, uh, suicide boys, I don't know if you ever yeah. heard. Yeah, huge Suicide Boys friends. Love Scrim. Um, I got to meet him and 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 hang out with him and kind of just like 
talk with him about his journey and like the come up uh, for a short period of time, you know, about three or four months before we got on the road with NASCAR and really got things going. And he offered me a lot of help, dude. Like he gave me a ton of insight on just like mindset and how to push and, you know, what to, what to do and how to frame if you really want something to happen in your life. And you want to kind of get into that space outside of the workforce, like, and, and dude, if it wasn't for me meeting him and having the conversations I had with him, I, I don't think I would have had the perspective to to push and, and be doing what I'm doing now. Um, I'd probably be back in the insurance office somewhere because I mean, it's, it's a grind, dude. It's tough. A lot of people don't realize how hard, and I'm sure you could say the same thing, dude, for you racing. I mean, people just, they see you dressed up or they see you on a track and they're like, they're just like, Oh, you're, you're a race. Course, you make, make a bunch of money. Cause you race car. That's not how it works. <laughs> like no. that, you know, that's not how it works at all. Like it's a daily grind that you, I mean, you give up the punch in the clock for a check to, you know, start going out there and fish for your money, dude. I mean, I just don't think a lot of people realize that. So it's definitely, you have to condition yourself mentally to a whole nother level to endure kind of like making it on your own in this world versus just, you know, going to turn the resume in and try to get a job. But uh, yeah, Scram and Ruby, dude, their music is is fantastic. And they kind of cultured uh, they, they kind of pulled from that Memphis rap culture. So it was, it was kind of refreshing because they sample a lot of juvenile, they sample a lot of, uh, big timers and things like that. So they really helped kind of bring all that back into perspective. And I think without them, we probably wouldn't have this new trap sound that we have now. It's still kind of underground. So, yeah, no, yeah, I definitely, I, I listened to them quite a bit for, for a little time there, but no, yeah, I definitely, I know what you mean about the, about the grind, dude. Like it's, it's a, it's weird, especially in an industry like NASCAR, where it's like no one knows about it. Like no one knows like how you get in. No one like you can't just like go look that up. There's no college classes for being in the NASCAR industry or anything like that. Like it's just such a weird thing. Like I remember when I moved out here in 2018 or whatever, and I just like would go just like knock on doors at shops pretty much and just would talk like like Hey, can I talk? I like look up who's their general manager. Can I talk to this person? And then like. Can I drive for you? Like, it just like with no, like I knew I wasn't going to, but hell, at least they knew my name then, but it's, it's, it's a weird deal. But, uh, no, that's crazy that that guy helped you out like that. And that kind of helped you get into the NASCAR game because you would have never thought that those two worlds would collide like that. Well, I mean, I always knew, like, I mean, it was, it was weird how it happened. Like I'm big into like manifestation. So like, like basically just, you know, the universe, will come together if you believe it will you know what 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 can happen will happen or you know what won't happen won't happen what will happen will happen it's all about how you look at it and how you how you determine like if you're going to make up your mind right then they're like okay this is going to happen it's already happening in the future i don't know when it's happening but it's happening so i just got to keep putting in my work every day and doing what i'm doing and not overstressing it not freaking out and just kind of rolling with it and i think that you meet people along the way and you learn things and like everything kind of comes together the way it's supposed to because when i found out about them it was like 2017 i found out that suicide boys was from new orleans and so i was just in my head like i'm gonna meet them like i'm gonna meet those guys and i'm gonna find a way to get them to a NASCAR race or just sporting events. Cause that's all I've really wanted to do. Like I have a lot of respect for Justin Marks because basically his whole entire philosophy on what he wants to do is what I want to do. 
is like mixing the entertainment world with sports world because that's how you're going to be able to develop a good fan base and you're going to because that's where everybody's at consumer based market now whatever like they want entertainment they want musicians and movie stars celebrities you find a way to like funnel all that together and pull it in you're going to have something explode i mean you see what nfl does and all these other guys but it's just kind of finding your own way to do it and so like with that mindset or whatever like you you kind of doubt yourself in the beginning, but then like after a while, you just start like too many things happen where you're like, this is not coincidence. Like this is, this is a product of willpower, a product of just like believing in yourself and believing that you can accomplish something to do. And and then everything just kind of, you know, folds in. So I, I, I tell people all the time that I meet, like, you know, there's no secret to it. It's just, that is it. Like it, it sounds so easy that people can't comprehend it. But it's just like just trusting that something will happen and then putting your best foot forward and then taking initiative like you did going to shops and talking to people. You have to have initiative. If you don't have initiative, you don't want it bad enough. You can't just sit on your ass and expect like, okay, well, this is what I want. It's just going to come to me like it don't work that way. You got to get out there and grind. You got to put yourself in those situations that will allow you to shine. And, you know, if nobody wants to give you those situations to to be put in, then you got to find a way to put yourself in those situations. And I think that that's the big thing because a lot of people where I'm from in my hometown, dude, like they don't get out of here. Like, you know, I mean, I'm still here, but the rent's cheap. So (laughs) I'm cool with that, you know, still, still trying to grow and whatnot. And, you know, we've had great growth and success. And eventually, uh, you know, I know that it's a no brainer. Like we'll, we'll be closer to, you know, motorsports and Charlotte and whatnot. And that's something I, I want for my family and for myself. So I know that that's already happening. So it's just continued progress, you know? So it's, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's it, it, life. Life really is what you make it, man. I think at the end of the day is what, what all that means. And once you meet so many people that have done that, you're just like, if they can do it, I can do it. Like they're, they bleed the same blood that I bleed. And, you know, they're the same species as me and they have a brain that works the same way that mine works. Like, it's just, it's all about what you put in there. And how you churn it and make it come out. It's weird because like I don't believe nobody's special. I believe that everybody has the same abilities to do everything. It's just all about, you know, who you're around. Like your surroundings are important. The people you hang out with are important. Whatever you get put into your circle in your mind. And then if you isolate yourself long enough and and you know, believe in what you need to believe in, like you can find a way to make anything happen. Yeah, definitely, dude. I- feel like i'm ready to run through a wall right now but uh <laughs> i hope y'all listen that's for good. this right now yeah uh, good. that's what it's supposed to do man but yeah i mean it's 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 cr- like trying to take inspiration for people i mean it's even like people like i mean news about ryan priest came out today he once drove for jd motorsports ross once drove for jd motorsports and trying to use that same ladder system that like those guys use and and making opportunities for yourself it's definitely hard i mean in the I feel like, I mean, a lot of people don't understand, especially from the outside, like how hard it is to like be a cup series driver. And you think like there's however many NFL teams with 50, whatever people on the roster. And like, there's 40 spots, not even 40 anymore. There's 36 spots on Sunday that you could sit in that race car. And it is so hard. And I thought it was hard to get to this point, but trying to stay and like elevate I swear it's even harder, dude. Like, I mean, once you get in, that's just the tip of the iceberg. And really when I got in, I wasn't planning on running NASCAR. I, 2017, 
I remember my first race in the truck, but two months before I ran that race, I was college kid at Texas state and I was racing late models. And that's all I was doing. Like I just happened to meet the right person in my past. And they're like, Hey, let's, you want to give it a shot? And I was like, let's do it. I feel like if I don't, then I'll regret it for the rest of my life. So, uh, definitely happy I did it. But like I said, tip of the iceberg, then you got to fight and claw to stay here and, uh, even, even elevate. So, but I'm happy with where I'm at with, you know, JD and stuff and we're going to continue to build for next year, but it's such a hard business. And like you said, manifesting and just believing in what you're doing and just continuing to try to get better every day. It's, it's what the whole man, it's what everything is. I mean, every job, every industry is like that, but in NASCAR, you really feel it and you see it a lot within yourself and other people. Yeah. Yeah. I, and dude, like that's, that really is the thing that the something like they don't, they don't tell you that once you get in like that, that people would expect like, Oh, you're in like, it's over. Yeah. You did it. Congrats. Yeah. No, no, no. Because just as easy as you went up, you're going to come back down. I mean, it's like that, you know, what goes up must come down. So yeah, you got to be on your shit like to the fullest dude. Like you, yeah. it's almost exhausting sometimes. Like you have to push yourself regard. Like, dude, there's so many nights, like, like just doing content. It has nothing to do with racing, but like it's, you know, in, in the field of work, you know, and what you do in your craft, like there's nights I'll have to stay up, you know, like, sometimes 24 hours or more. And then not only do I have this, you know, I got a wife. I've got a son. I got to make sure they're taken care of. I got to do the things that I got to do. My, my duties as a husband and a father. So like I have to juggle that. Like there ain't no room for excuses for me. So it's either like, you know, you're going to do this and provide. And it's the same way it is for you guys too. Like there's no room for, for, you know, for mistakes. There's no room for, for, for just, you know, the, the pure just excuse of, well, I don't feel like it today because that one day that you don't feel like it, there's going to be another guy that does feel yep. like it. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of how, that's what keeps me on my toes, you know, and that's what keeps me moving the way I move and, and trying to, to be different and figure out different things. And, and to, and it really just stems from just being myself, like nobody else is me. So that's my gift. Right. So like, I, I know what I know my surroundings have put into my mind. And so I have the ability to project that not everybody is going to have all of that to a T. So like, that's the one thing I do have in the same way with you, like your work ethic and what you do. And you know, you're talking about the JD guys. I, I know like a good buddy of mine is Jeffrey Earnhardt mm -hmm. and I will talk a lot. And I mean, just seeing like his journey, like, dude, just to get to see him race in the RCR three car at Dega was just so sick, dude. I did not leave his pit stall. I was there the whole time. Usually I'm like all up and down pit road, like going to see the guys and stuff like that guy was the first dude I ever spoke to when I went and covered a NASCAR race. He was the first guy, his buddy, uh, Taylor was one of the guys I first talked to as well. And like, they kind of welcomed me in. That was when he was running with like JGR. And so they kind of like welcomed me in and I stayed with them. So when he got that, like that was just a huge moment for him. And just to kind of see what it's taken for him with the last name that he has, you know, like that's, that's the thing right there where it's like, you know, it shows you, it don't matter who you are or whatever. Like it, it's about what you got and what you give and what you put in. And, and there's so many guys with talent, man. So, I mean, it's really just a lot of skills have to come together and you got to learn it so fast. And if you don't learn it or you don't have somebody that knows that and can help you with that, that's where it gets tough. So it's really just, there's so many tools and things you got to figure out. And, and like you said, if you believe that you can, you will. And, 
but the hard part is the days where it seems like things cave in, you know what I mean? Yeah. Those are the, those are the times where you got to just like that. That's like our, our, if I don't know what religion you came from or whatever, but like, I came from like a heavy Christian religion, like Southern Baptist, like that's the devil, you know, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, so I, uh, you know, just reminding yourself that like, Hey, you can be your own worst enemy. Sometimes your own mind can be your own worst. Enemy. Yeah. No, I definitely. That get, yeah. I definitely get in my own head more than not. I feel like that's a classic trait of a race car driver is just being in your head and like, it can mess you up so bad. And then some days, like if you're just chill, I remember when I was growing up, my best days, like when we'd win a lot and stuff, uh, like my best days were when I was driving and honestly, my, I was not thinking about driving at all. I'd be like thinking of a football game or something that I watched or like, it's, it's so weird. Like just whistling, just driving in the car, leading the race. Like it's all good. Like I remember one time I was like rapping some Lil Wayne song at a modified race in San Antonio <laughs> and I'm straight away in the field. And it's like, as long as you can just relax and do it. It's crazy. And it's like you're saying, it's all the other stuff besides driving and in the NASCAR world. I mean, I always say the best driver, best stock car driver out there is probably racing a street stock at some dirt track somewhere, but he just doesn't have everything. Like it's hard to, it's hard to put it all together. And sometimes it just doesn't come to fruition. And I, I'm so thankful that it somehow miraculously, because like I said, when I was racing late models, I was late model racer. I really didn't even watch NASCAR. I was on speed 51, which is racing America now. And I was all about late model racing. And as soon as I got into NASCAR stuff, I'm all about NASCAR racing. That's all I really look at or any media or anything. Like when I go to bed at night, I watch the 2007 Bush race from Milwaukee just because it's good to go to sleep to. Like it's a good, it's a good race to watch. Watch Eric Almirola go out there. Then Denny Hamlin gets in and wins the race somehow, like from two laps down with no like lucky dog or anything. Those are great, man. Like I, I, I we'll, we'll watch those all the time. Like especially on the road. Like if we go to a city, like the one that I remember the most, like this year, like I love Dover. Dover's like one of my favorite tracks, not just because of the race, because of like the people. It's kind of like a little Talladega up north. Like I, I don't know mm-hmm. these guys from like Jersey, and they're just hilarious. I love them. And we, uh, we'll get up there. We were watching. I think it was the. 2001 race at Dover. I think it was the one that like that like Casey Kane got into a wreck. It was like a salute. It was salute to something. It was during like uh it might have been 2002 actually. It might have been after 9/11 or right around that time. But it was right around like when NASCAR was really just like whoa. it was top of the top of the charts, dude. And um I want to say the Mark Martin won that race. I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like he did. And that was in the Viagra car. What a yeah. great sponsor that was, huh? Can't but, beat it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So, it, like, I love that that those races are on YouTube, man. I can watch those things so much, and it's just like takes you back, man. It's it's crazy. Yes, yeah, I forget. I think it's Michael McIntyre's the YouTube channel. He's got like old NASCAR races, and then like he'll have like a race from two years ago, a Slinger from Wisconsin, and it's like some. I don't know. I love watching that stuff. It's so, and it's like. I don't know. I feel like anytime you watch it, you kind of get better too. It's like, well, I watch races at El Dorado Speedway in the Mexico series, learn something new every time. Yeah. The El Dorado, see, that's it. That's what it is. You got to find the skills from like those races, right? Yeah. 
you, you just kind of watch it all develop it all and it rolls but like that's it I mean you learn from the greats dude I mean you watch you watch the moves they made and how they got around the track and I mean you you may be the one person watching something like that when nobody else is and find something that nobody else has and then that might be the one thing that gets you that win or that gets you that top five and puts you in the eyes of somebody that's like there we are right there that guy let's talk to him you know no yeah and i feel like why well, I, I watch like you're asking about i racing and the sim stuff earlier and i don't use that near as much as what i use just like watching because you can watch i mean i watched a bunch of aj allmendinger footage before all the road courses this year and i feel like it helped me out so much like it's it's crazy watching him like how he sets up passes how he does this how he does that and then you can go out and apply it and it's, it's like it'd be like you go to school and learn something and actually use it in the real world it's a uh, it's a crazy feeling but like, i mean just like because i raced road courses when i was a little kid like when i was seven so i started out racing and uh but i didn't do it for a long time so i kind of lost all my road course like racecraft and just like learning, like watching him, like how he outbreaks someone or how he does this. It's like, damn, like, and then you go do it like, damn, that's kind of easy. Like, why wasn't I doing this the whole time? But it's just because like, I watched him do it. And it's like, well, shit, it's like, I need to, I need to be better at super speedway. So I need to go watch Dale Jr. in like 2004 ish to figure out how, how to do that. Dude, you shouldn't get that dick trickle, bro. You can get that, rip that sig, dude. Get that zen. Yeah. Get that zen and win. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that zen and win. I've been seeing the zen tents up. It, like they, they, they got a good little thing going at the NASCAR. Right? They're trying to find their little loophole. You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. It, it could happen. It could happen. I mean, I would love the three Zen G, three G sponsored Tyler Reddick this year, so I don't see why Zen couldn't hop on a car. Red Dog with the uh, we call Tyler Red Dog, by the way. So like Red Dog with the uh, the three G bandana. I, I yeah. text him. we were in Indy, and he like sent me this picture of him like in a golf cart, and he had that bandana on around him. <laughs> they were like Waltrip and uh, and Hamlin, all of them, and Connor Daly. That's another one of my good buddies, and they were. They, he was sending me that, and he was just like, got that dog in me. Because, like, Connor <laughs> got that dog in him. And, uh, dude, that weekend was great. Like, he came out there. I said, you got to wear that bandana before you get in the car. He threw that bandana on. He said, I'm going to win today. I said, you damn right. You gonna win. And he went out there and won. <laughs> I was Might like, be something to it. Yeah, I mean, put put the put the power. He he didn't use any of the par- the products, by the way. He just had the bandana on, so the bandana yeah. was all the power that he needed. But yeah, he's dude. That guy's a trip. I love Tyler, man. He's hilarious. He was actually uh, I have a there's a a picture up here. This was uh, you might not be able to see it well, but this was when he won on Indy Road. It's like we were like kissing uh, the brakes or whatever, just wilding out. That's he, awesome. Uh, Dude, he is just he we we did this thing called Book of Road where like it was this journal. It's a journal. It's a very majestic journal. I'm not going to say anything to to tell because it is a very majestic journal. It's just this journal uh, my wife got for me and uh, and and it was just in my book bag one day and I was just like, this is a majestic book of road. So like anytime a, a cup driver wins on a certain road course, I have to draw it. And I, and basically you can't really see the contents of the inside. Only the winners can't. So like they, they get to sign it or whatever. It'll be in the, the hall of fame one day. I'm sure we'll, we'll find a way to get it in there. We'll sneak. No, that sounds there. awesome. <laughs> I hopefully I can, hopefully I can sign that sucker one day. Hey, you could dude. you just got to win on road, bro. Yeah, so get that road win. You can do it. Yeah. You can road dog. I believe you. 
I believe in you. Yeah. Bailey yeah, Curry yeah. got that road dog in him. That's right. Um, that's right. That's it. Chicago. Hey. Chicago, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, that's the I, one. I'm I love to... that you're a film guy, though, man. I, I love that, dude. You're a film guy. A hundred percent you're a film guy. Like that's yeah, that's cool. You just got to get some third-person stuff. You get, like, the try box going on where you have, like, the actual race, and then you get to watch the footwork, and you get to watch the wheel work. That'd be, that'd be ideal. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at right there, dude. You get that going on, bro? It's no-brainer, bro. You ain't got to think. You get back to that subconscious racing. That's where it's got to be, man. You get singing them little Wayne lyrics, you know what I'm saying? Carter three all the way. I really feel like y'all should be able to listen to music in the car, you know? Yeah, I've hey, been... I've been wanting to do that. Like I've been wanting to, I've been looking into, uh, I don't know. I want to get it like where I play it out loud. Like I want to pull on the pistol. I don't want people to hear what I'm listening to. I'm trying to, I've been looking for like not a Bluetooth speaker. Cause I don't want to bring my phone in the car, but like if I could just get one, I could put an SD card in and I'll just make a little bracket for it right there on the dash. And I'll just go in there and press play, whatever, whatever I'm trying to, whatever playlist I want to listen to that day. If I want to listen to rap, if I want to listen to like, Metallica if I want to like get crazy and listen to EDM or something like I'm just gonna throw it up there play it so when I'm out there like scrubbing tires back and forth people can hear me next to me like whatever I'm listening to they're like damn what's this guy about but and then yeah I want, I want to pull in the stall and just be blasting Lil Wayne I love it I, dude I'm, I'm about that like would that would that mess up the weight too much like like that's the question I would have like how much how much would that throw the weight off I mean, I, the speaker can't weigh more than, I mean, every is small. It'd be like a little speaker like that, like a, like a beats pill almost, but just crank it all the way up. I mean, it can't weigh more than five pounds. Yeah. I got a 98 Mustang, bro. My speaker is a little Sony box like that. Straight up. Bro. Really? Bust it out in the car, dude. Yeah. I bought an old 98. I was going to turn into a drift car. And, uh, and so, like, obviously, it's not a drift car yet, but it's the beater that I get around in. But it was a, it was a five-speed V6. Like, they didn't even make a lot of those. So I was like, all right, yeah, I want that. And so I got it, and then, like, the speakers were both. So I went to Best Buy and bought me one of those. Dude, I don't even care to have a, a, a sound system anymore. So, like, I'm already kind of doing what you're talking about doing now. So, I mean, it yeah. worked. It works. 100%. Good, good. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to know that you've, you've beta tested it for me. So <laughs> it will be right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I got to look into it in the off season. I'm going to figure it out and I'm going to build a little bracket. I'm just going to pop over to the dash and I'm playing music in there. The first time I do it, like I'm a, they'll be like, gentlemen, start your engines, but I'll, I'll already be playing music. Like we're, I'll, I mean, we're I'll rolling DJ for you, bro. I will DJ. I want to be the world's first NASCAR DJ for a driver. That's what I want. That's I'm, I'm about it. Yeah. Yeah, let me be, be sick. Put, put me a little like place in the pit box, like in the back on the floor, sitting Indian style. Yeah, <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. Get like the NBC camera down on me. Just, yeah, <laughs> like, put your hands up. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We That'd can be sick. rolling up in that car, dude. I, I know exactly what to be hitting right. Like I'm telling you, music is like my life, dude. Like music, music sports like that's the way it was for me i play a lot of instruments too so like that's i love it dude love it Damn, really i've been trying to i've been wanting like i've tried to play instruments can't do it uh i watched that episode of stranger things where eddie's playing the guitar on top of the the house or the trailer or whatever and i'm like damn i gotta learn how to play guitar like i have to learn how to play <laughs> master of puppets is such a jam dude yeah i uh I just learned how to play like the opening riff or just got paid by ZZ Top on guitar and like, dude, okay. it, was, 
satisfying feeling just like down out down 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 like i was just like yes yeah it's a grind dude like that that's another thing too i just don't have as much time as i used to but i i know a couple of songs like i can strum the acoustic you know play a little bit of drums just got kind of a good ear for it i guess and piano we know much about it but i'll sit there and bang around i'll figure things out i can play jurassic park on piano so that's cool hey it's more than I can do. It's way more than I can do. That's sick, though. The hell yeah! But, uh, all right, man. You need, we got you. Got a DJ for my car, and mm-hmm. it's good to good to talk with you. Good to chat with you. It's cool to hear about uh, your your stuff in NASCAR. I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I think people like you and coming in and being like the media, like the way you do it and the way y'all guys do it, is is good for the sport. Like it it brings a whole nother crowd instead of just the old head NASCAR crowd. So, uh, it's really cool and really happy to have you on. Dude. It's likewise, man. Thanks so much for having me. And it was just good to get to talk, man. This was just like, like two bros just catching up. Man. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's dude. Hit it off immediately, dude. Yeah. I can't wait to chill some in 2023 at the tracks, dude. We'll have a good time. Let's go. Let's go for sure. <laughs> well, all right, y'all that'll, that'll do it for episode 53, uh, garage guy chase. And I'll see y'all next week. Maybe next week. I don't know if I'm going to keep going in the offseason like this. Maybe two weeks from now. But uh, we'll see. Uh, thanks for listening. Leave a like and share and five-star view, all that stuff. And uh, see y'all. Step up to the mic, dude. Do what you gentlemen, what you have here is brought to you courtesy of the young man, young Carter, and the great man, Manny Fresh. So what I want y'all out there to do for me is say this. Say go, DJ. Chest in your arm, hit power, one to the head, now you know you